Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UA podcast. This is the uh, Symbols of Peace series, where each week we take a different symbol in the My Hero Academia card game, and we talk about it. We kind of give a breakdown of its themes, the characters, and what we think are the best attacks and foundations. Uh, this week we are discussing the Void Symbol, which is also kind of our continuing series in the Ida podcast, because he's we've done every one of his symbols in succession, so each week is Ida, and this week we got two Edas to talk about, so... Uh, I am your host, John Jennings. With me are my co-host, uh, Ryan Kraft. We have a, a guest spot this week. We got Matt Childress with us, who is actually the UA Sensei. So it's kind of nice to have him on. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening, guys? Oh, for me, uh, not too much, hey, man. Anybody? Just, just been trying to <laughs> trying to complete this uh, this set one, get get some playsets of everything, and make sure I got mm-hmm. some decks built. Um, we're gonna have a local demo day later today uh, here in town, so we're gonna see how many people we can get coming out of that. So that's my 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 hero news currently for me. How was nice. the How was the new my hero movie? Uh, it's good. It's good. I, I put it not my favorite of the three, but probably um, it's like probably tied for number two. Like I like okay. the second one the most, but that's just me. All right. So good. for someone who doesn't know, how many My Hero movies are there? There are three. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like I definitely did not day. know that until Matt told me yesterday. I didn't know they made movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, that's like every big anime now, right? They just make movies. I, I, I yeah. Well, I mean, I should have thought DBZ used to make movies. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I'm going, man, uh, I'm just ready to do this demo day today. Uh, mm-hmm. But outside of that, man, I ain't got nothing going on with the game. Nice. Uh, we actually had a Joffice this week. There was some some clarification on some rules. Uh, I think they talked about Breaker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah they, so, they changed how Breaker works. Yeah, so Breaker now, it just reduces the control check of the next thing they play by the Breaker rating. Instead of dealing with difficulties and changing all that, uh, made okay. it a little more straightforward just by reducing the control check, which in okay. My Hero doesn't really change a lot as of now. But I think it changes a lot more in standard, if I'm not mistaken, right, Matt? Um, well, yeah, like the biggest change is the fact that, like, so now it's it's how like breaker interacts with blocking and other things like that. It's like before, you know, when you go to play a block, that's not the difficulty of the card, and so breaker specifically specified adding to the difficulty of the card with its old wording. It's like there's some weird interactions there, um, to where basically you can kind of like bypass their breaker, whereas now you're not gonna be able to do that. It's like you're gonna make another check because it's a check to play a card. Um, and that's a, a key distinction, especially for standard, because there's lots of abilities that they haven't done yet in my hero where like you make a check to, as a cost for that ability. So for example, those abilities won't be affected by breaker because you're not playing a card for those. You're just making a check to play an ability. So the breaker breaker got buffed is really what happened. Like breaker is going to be more consistent. Um, it's going to be a stronger mechanic probably overall. Um, mathematically, it works out about the same in probably 90% of the situations that occur. Um, but it is a, a key distinction that, like you said, it'll make more of an impact probably in standard and, and how some cards play, because it is something that applies to my hero and standard they announced. Um, Cause they want that, I think consistency between the formats as much as they can. But in my hero, that'll definitely impact design moving forward. So I'm interested to see where, where that goes. Yeah. And then the other rule change was uh, they have a new like nomenclature, I guess, for any time you place a card on top of another card. So it's just like play place on top <laughs> of. Um, so that's really just to affect the new. Uh, what is it? It's small might, uh, right? Uh, true that. form all might. Yeah. True the, form the all, might. Back all might. The 730. 
Yeah. So now when you place a card on top of another card, it, uh, for all intents and purposes, replaces that card for the turn, replaces its state, it gains like the new abilities, and you cannot play the abilities on the original card that it's on top of. Does it, does it actually specify for the turn, or does it say for the duration of the ability? Uh, oh, so it, it does say for the duration of the ability, yeah, because it says okay, it'll have a duration, yeah. Yeah, the, the reason I ask is because, like, if an ability, say, swaps out your character or swap puts something on top of something else for, like, an enhanced step or something like that, or Correct, until the yeah. attack resolves or something like that, then that changes how that interacts, which I'm glad to see that they thought of ahead of that as well, so that way that wording yeah. works a little bit better in a lot of situations. Yeah, I yeah. skipped over it. It says, if a card is placed on top of another card in the stage, the effect that caused this will specify a duration. And then it's okay. until the end of that duration. Yeah, that's what I figured, but I wanted to make sure because, again, you never know where, yes. where they're going to go with the design space, and, and that's clearly them setting up to do something else with that type yeah. of mechanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Now, as far as like characters and stuff, that wouldn't supersede the hand size and vitality, right? You would still maintain the vi your current vitality of the other character, right? Mm, Correct. I think your life, your life doesn't bounce, I don't believe, is... is Tim was talking about that. I'm pretty sure. I could be mistaken, though. Okay. I, I thought Jason said that it did go up, but it's going to go back to your normal life at the end. But I may have misheard him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, it doesn't mean you're going to, like, gain any life when you play him or anything like that. And so, like, there's very few situations where it would even matter. Well, I mean, but, like, if your life went down. So, let's say, like, if, if your original character had a higher life total, you place a, a character with a lower life total on top of them. And then... Like, does your life, say, go from 30 to 25, and then when you go back to normal, does it go back up to 30 because you're technically at max, or oh, yeah, would it stay true. at 25, um, and you did five damage to yourself? Like, that's significant yeah. for sure. That's why I don't yeah. think it actually impacts it at all. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably misheard, so we'll say probably does not change the life and health. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not 100% on that, but I, like to me, that would be the most sense. Like, basically... It's a way for them to work stacking into the game without having stacking in the game, if that makes sense. Like, right. you used to be able to, you know, in normal, uh, original UFS, you could stack characters and you'd gain the different, or you could stack the different versions of your character, I should say. And you would gain not their hit points and their hand size, but you would gain their abilities. And I think this is a way that they're trying to do that without you having to actually stack them and have it, like, perpetually going on. It's just temporarily or just, um, you know, for specific windows. So remember that Astrid that stacked. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. You, you don't even know the half of it, man. You didn't play against the Angels. Oh, <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Yeah, the Angels literally were two different characters. They could stack with each other, and then they uh, fusion danced to become an ultimate character. I'm Neil. <laughs> yeah. So. Busted. They were nasty. They won the Worlds. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, nice. and then, like, got eroded immediately. Or banned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were okay. Good. <laughs> uh, well, so actually, that's some 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 good rules clarification. All that told me is Ice Storm is going to be in every deck I play from now on. Uh, <laughs> Give him minus two to checks for days. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Love that card. Although it's not in the deck I'm probably going to play the most, but whatever. Uh, we are we're not talking about that this week because it doesn't have the void symbol. We are talking about all the cards that have void. We're gonna give you a rundown. There are. See, one, two, three, four, five, six characters. There's four in the base set, and then there's two promo characters. Well, one DLC pack character, and then one plus ultra pack character, correct? Mount Lady's in the plus ultra packs? Yeah, yeah she's yeah. plus ultra. Okay, so from the base set, we've got Kirishima, Eraser, Ciro, and uh, Ida. Then we've got the DLC Ida, and then Mount Lady. Um, 
I know last week when we talked about Kirishima, we're like, uh, he really is the Earth character. Like, he's everyone's kind of playing for second fiddle. I feel like that's really not the case with this week. Uh, I feel like there's a good variance of the Void characters. I, I think they're all particularly powerful, too. Um, I don't know what you guys think about those. Yeah, I think uh, I think you got like four characters that do very different things, but they're very powerful in their own niches that they're trying to fit into. Mm-hmm. Um, Ida, he's probably the most like I would say he's probably the most versatile, right? Because he can go on offense or defense pretty hard. Um, Saro just kind of does some crazy stuff, <laughs> and then Kirishima and Eraser are way more defensive, I would say. But they yeah. are very strong. But they don't like share any mechanics or anything. They just do really good stuff together. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I agree with with what you're saying as far as like I think Void actually does have some really strong characters. Like Sarah is probably somehow the least strong, and that dude can be an eight hand size if they don't block correctly immediately. So mm-hmm. if that's the bar for the least strong, then we're building up from there um, from the core set, and we're not including I'm not including the, the other characters in that statement. But um. I, so I would say I think Eraser is probably the most versatile um, just because his he can modify speed on every attack for free, uh, whereas yeah. Ida can only do it on one attack each turn. Um, however, because uh, like, I think Ida's a better control character than Eraser personally, um, because stealing that first enhance with some of his support is just insane. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like uh, all four of those characters are completely viable. Like you can just play them and you can build a good deck with them. Um, and, and I think we'll probably get into this later on, but I think the, the problem with Void is not the characters at all. Um, I think it's the fact that these characters all um, have different sub-themes that they're working with, and that's where the symbol as a whole runs into a problem currently. Um, if it's going to have a weakness, that's, that's where, in my opinion, it's going to be. Do we want to go ahead and jump into that now? Or Yeah, let's just go ahead and type. And that's, you know, yeah, we're already talking, so... bringing it up. I or Go ahead. I was going to say, so yeah, I mean, that was like the first thing I wrote down about Void was that you usually got four characters in the set that just do very, very, very different things. Mm-hmm. So they don't really complement each other. Uh, they don't really have a lot of cohesion, but they just all have really powerful <laughs> cards individually in the symbol. So right. I think There's a the little symbol, overlap between some of them, but not mm-hmm. much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not as much as you see, like if you go play like Good or Earth or something like that. Like, there's a lot of sure. overlap in those symbols on the themes and everything. Or even Water. Like Water, water. has a whole bunch of different range stuff. Yep. Yeah. So they they do they do different things. They all have really powerful cards, but I think the symbol is just kind of just trying to figure out what its identity is. I don't know that it really has an identity that's overlapping through everything right now. No, and uh, I feel like in, in UFS, Void was the control symbol, right? Like, Death did some control stuff. He had some, maybe Order did some control. But Void was like the, like, maybe not control, but like a denial form of control. Where it's, you're like, it's, like, it's like a hard control symbol. Like, it's, it's not yeah. like hand discard, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I, I get why they don't have a lot of hand discard in My Hero, because that gets really not fun really fast. As someone who used to play a eight hand size character who discarded your entire hand, uh, yeah. I like I, I I get it. It's it's not fun to play against, and I do like that the there is some amount of discard, and it's kind of conditional. It, it makes your opponent choose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the uh, the Sero attack, the Kirishima attack. They're they're putting your opponent in a in a choice to make their own poor decisions, mm. um, and that's uh, like kind of like Ryan said and Matt also the the. 
it doesn't it's not like a good cohesive strategy with void i feel like yeah whereas or it's not as it's not as well constructed as maybe some of, the, some of the other symbols where it's like good you're like i'm gonna fucking throw punches and you're gonna deal with it or don't you're dead you know like yeah. fire I'm just going to come at you with some speed and damage void. It's it's not as evident right now. Maybe maybe they're setting it up for maybe <laughs> set two or set three or something. It'll come in. I have a stronger package. Um, I, I feel like a lot of these characters, like we said, they're all strong characters. I don't know that any of them are strongest off of void. Yeah, John, it needs um, a stronger package and a bigger package. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, stronger. Um, so I think void does have an identity currently um, mm-hmm. as a control symbol um, for for the current format. But... Like, for example, you mentioned discard um, earlier. Like, all of the discard cards are in Void. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, that's the common thread amongst all of those. Are they super powerful? No. But if you run a Sarah deck that runs all of them, you're going to occasionally empty in a hand or two, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or at the very least with him, you're going to set it up so that the one block they have, they never get to completely block anything because you looked at their hand, you know, that turn or the turn before. But either way, um, yeah, I mean, like, so Kirishima, um, like... All right, we say we say the the cards don't all have a consensus support. Um, none of these characters are designed to only work with a specific type of card. So, for example, uh, Ida doesn't say your kick attack gets plus three or minus three speed, right? Mm-hmm. Kirishima doesn't give plus two or minus two damage to your punch attack. Like, so that's why these characters are generically good. But then when you start to look at their support, their support is refined almost as if it's refined for other symbols, and then it just has void on it because the void characters are generically good and they can use any of the void stuff. So, like. Mm-hmm there's a little bit of kick overlap between Eraser and Ida. You know, Eraser has a couple of kicks, but his thing's really combo, which none of the other Void characters do. Um, like, none of their other attacks even combo, unless I'm mistaken. No, I don't think uh, any of them do. Of the four of them, he's the only yeah. one. So, like, I think that's where the symbol struggles as far as creating, like, attack lineups. But, like, when you look at, like, the foundation base, which I'm sure we'll get into later also, like, all those control pieces... Um, you know, Nightwatch and all these other things that help you control key moments of the game. Like um, they've tried over the years to kind of scale back how just free and efficient control is, you know, whether it's scaling back negation or discard or destruction um, and find like a happy balance. And I think that they've done that with Void in My Hero right now. Like it's, it's, it's got some powerful control and it makes them, like you said, make some really tough decisions, you know, with like hard and chop and things like that. But it's not overwhelming, you know, like they still have to be able to play the game and play it well as a character and as a, as a player. And then you can just find moments to kind of leverage it and negate it. I mean, literally Ryan and I were playing last night and I was playing my racer deck and it came down to I was down. I, I had to, you know, I was what three life and then I had to like go on some crazy sequence of play just to even try to get him down to lethal. And I still almost missed, you know, like that's just I think that's kind of how the symbol is. Uh, is right now for for some of the decks and, and like that's how close some of the games can be so yeah um, i um yeah i think i think void is in a good spot and to your point i think it's also in a good spot moving forward because they can build on what they've had they already have here by mm-hmm. by adding in more characters that add in like that attack line up so you know if next set you get um stained if he has void on him and he, he uses weapons okay well cool eraser had some weapons also and had void or you get another Ida and he uses more kicks. So you can kind of refine that lineup a little bit more. So mm-hmm. it's a good foundation. Yeah. I think I think it's in I think it's in a good spot. I'd say it's I don't know if it's like up there with some of the upper tier symbols, but it's definitely not at the bottom. It's it's 
it's kind of like a, a sneaky, like mid, like middle of the pack, but it'll like <laughs> jump up and like get you if you're not paying attention. It does. Void strikes me as a symbol, like maybe new players to the game aren't going to like as much. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's not going to be like as straightforward where it's like, we're just throwing attacking and doing that kind of stuff back and forth. But as, as maybe as people get more accustomed to the game, they're like, Oh, you know, I really like, I like what Void's doing here. Yeah. I like what Void does. I just, I don't know that you were gonna, I don't know if Void is the best symbol on any of these characters. If you're trying to make a deck. And I was actually about to come back around to that point. I, I do agree with that assessment that like, mm-hmm. I think there's a couple characters you can make an argument for the Void build being as competitive as another build. Um, but for most of them, I don't, Sarah might be the only one I think Void might be his best build. And that's just because it get, does give him access to all the discard stuff, which is what he wants to do. Um, but I haven't, I haven't built him, I haven't played him. <clears throat> so that's just a eye test kind of opinion, you know, like yeah. at a glance, he would be the one that I would say Void is, is where I would start. I would say there's an argument for Eraser. Yeah, I think, I think you can make one for Ida as well. Um, if you want to get like super controly Ida, because yeah. fulfill my duty is brutal, <laughs> and um, it just says no, we're not doing this attack. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think you, I mean Eraser, and um, you know Chris and I have talked a lot about this um, as far as like Death Eraser versus Void Eraser, and um, I think Void solves one of the problems Eraser has, which is uh, getting cards in hand to use his abilities more. So yeah, there's definitely an argument there. Oh, well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about some of the attacks and foundations for Void. All right, welcome back to the UA podcast, the Symbols of Peace series. We're going to pick up our uh, discussion on the Void symbol. We're coming back. We're going to talk about some attacks and foundations. First up, we're going to talk about some of the attacks. Uh, I really like the attack lineup that Void has. We've got a lot of strong cards coming in here. Um, as a as a devout Kirishima follower, I obviously he has he has void. I think some of these are some of the best decks in the game. Um and there is some overlap. We talked talk about it a little bit earlier. There is some overlap with keywords and abilities. I feel like it's not as strong in Void as it has been in other symbols because as Matt pointed out, each character is kind of doing their own thing. So it's like, yeah, you got a little bit of kick. Most you got kick from Ida, but you got a little bit of kick from Eraser. He's got like one or two, but like uh, you got one kick from Kirishima, but he's mainly punches and you got a lot of range stuff from Zero. So there's you got a, a little bit of sprinkling of everything in there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's 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 definitely um, like you're saying, like every character kind of has their own thing. You even have like weapons mixed in with Eraser as well and, and combo um, like his his covers like three-ish plus um, different kind of keywords that, that things can trigger off of, which is great because he has three symbols and each one of the symbols kind of wants to use different ones of those. Oh, he also has Fury. That's on some of his attacks randomly too. too. So yeah. why not? Combo. Um, yeah. And then he's got Slam on Gutterpunk Elbow. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I think, again, there's a lot of quality Void attacks. They're just generically good. Um mm-hmm which is great because they can fit into those other symbol attack lineups just as well then. Um, but, you know, like there's not, I don't think there's a definitive, hey, you're running void, you're running this lineup, as opposed to say something like, say like good, where it's like, you're running good, you're running punches. Like there's mm-hmm. there's not really multiple options that are viable. Like the punch lineup's very good. So why wouldn't you just run that? Um, so 
lots of good characters to choose from and good, but not not variants in the attack lineups. Whereas you could have two void decks sit down across and play from each other, and they could run completely different lineups and both mm-hmm. be fine, which is kind of yeah. unique. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's just a product of all the characters doing very different things and having very sure. different game plans. Because, I mean, you look at like Ida's attack lineup, and it's like, man, I want to play Engine Rust and Recipro Burst, I think. But no, I, I don't want to play those because I'm playing Kirishima. I just don't even use these cards in Kirishima. So right. even though these are like the best cards in your deck and a lot of decks, they share these symbols, they're just really not even playable in those other characters. Um, right, like, like Harden Jab's not going to do a whole lot outside of like a Kirishima deck. Like, yeah, you can yeah. run it in other decks, but it, it's... It, it gains the most value with the characters designed for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think maybe, maybe Recipro Extend might be the only one that you would play across all the characters. Maybe that's the, that's his rare, right? Uh, no, that's the one, that's the, no, that's the one that gives plus two, plus two to the next one and draws a card, right? To replace yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just a good generic poke. Like it just makes your next attack better. It's like yeah. with Kirishima, he has the one kick. So like there's interaction there. Uh, Eraser has a kick. So there's interaction there. Sero does not. He's all range stuff. So like, got a couple, you probably yeah, would never run that in a Sero deck. You know, like you'd have yeah. a tough time making an argument for it there. But you know, depending on what the rest of your lineup is, maybe so. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. maybe you sprinkled some more kicks in there. Who knows? Yeah. 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 It's a little little sprinkling. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I I just I think that's since they're all so different, it really kind of makes you come up with a unique attack lineup for every character. That does what so, you need to do. Do you think you could pick one void attack that you think is like just in a vacuum, not necessarily based off character support, but in a vacuum, you just look at and assess this card that you think is clearly this card is the card I think is the best void card attack wise. Um, yeah, for me, that's hard and chop. Hard and chop. Hard and chop. Five I diff, could... so it's not it's not like too hard to play. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a plus two mid. It's got breaker one. It's got punch, so if you're doing a punch theme, you you just got that. But both enhances. Well, I guess the first enhance isn't free. You have to destroy a face down foundation. But like, say you had to tap something to play it, you don't care. You build down a fresh foundation to replace it. It's also got the free enhance. If it's blocked, your opponent discards one card. It just puts your opponent in a position to make a choice they don't want to make. As Matt pointed out last night, as we were coming home uh, from the party, is like, do I want to have to discard two cards to block one attack? So that's what that that's what that enhance says, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's for whether you block it completely or partial it, and it's an offset yeah. attack. So like that makes it even more of a problem, you know, defensively yeah. to try to deal with. It's true. What about you, Ryan? What would be if you if you picked one that you think in a, again think... in a vacuum? Like we can make yeah. the argument based off of characters and the deck all day, you know. But like just in a vacuum, looking at that attack, you're like, oh, that's really good. Um, it's a toss up for me between reciprocal burst and engine rush. I think. But I would probably say Engine Rush is probably the one that I would enjoy playing the most. And that would probably put into the most decks. Uh, because you don't necessarily need to be buffing the shit out of the speed like you would with Recipro Burst to get value out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just generically get hella value out of Engine Rush just by tapping a foundation, making them block it, or let you draw two cards, and then just end the enhanced step. Um, right. But I mean, it also has Powerful 2 on it in case you want to get Buckwild with it. And it has EX1 as well, if you're just sitting on tons of momentum for some reason so right. I, yeah i think that card's super strong i like that card a lot yeah what about you so um yeah so you guys kind of touched on the two that that immediately come to mind if i had to pick a third one so like just playing devil's advocate here 
because I would probably actually say engine rush if I had to pick just one, but we've already just talked about that. Um, because I just think two points to like John's point of like, Hey, this card makes you two for one engine rush just draws you two cards. So it replaces itself in another. So like if I'm, it, it kind of counters exactly what chop is doing right at that point, mm -hmm. like in that matchup. So I, I would probably go engine rush just because I like to draw more cards than necessarily control the game um, through getting rid of their hand. But I would say hard and pummel would be, my third one on that list then like so the two that you guys talked about and then hard and pummel and that's just because in a vacuum hard and pummels just raw stats are insane right like it's a five diff five mid doing five like all right it's a mid zone that's not great plus one mid block all right that's a great block um it's a punch so it fits into that entire lineup but then for momentum you get to build a foundation and you get plus five damage so it's a five mid doing ten that's that's half of some characters lives off of one attack for one momentum with yeah. with no setup like i just i did it mm -hmm. oh and then also it makes it so your rival can't play action cards during the attack and this is something that we talked about a great deal um earlier in the week about and i know it's come up for different people but you know that does mean that you cannot play a action as a block to this attack um you know regard regardless of how i personally feel like it should be worded that's how the card is designed and that's what it's meant to do um so given that i mean literally ryan and i were playing yesterday he didn't know that I had uh, um, capture evildoers in my hand, but he was like, "Eh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use this enhance because it's free." And I'm like, "Eh, I guess you're just gonna win the game because I can't block it completely now." <laughs> like, so I had to off block it with like a high, and I ate, you know, five damage. And then his next attack killed me because it was a high, and I had to play my high block because I couldn't play my mid block. Like, like in a vacuum, this card is insane. Yeah, just like those other two we just talked about. So like, again, they're all five diffs, so they're they're. They're costly, you know, like, I mean, you can't run a deck of all five diff attacks and expect to kill people consistently. But that being said, Void's got some really good five diff attacks to choose from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just didn't even don't... touch on any of the uh, the eraser attacks there, which they're they're good. I mean, you got like some some binding cloth capture, which is a five difficulty attack card. I, I used air quotes for our, for our audio listeners there. Yeah, uh, it's it's not, though. I, yeah. The thing is, I don't think you play Eraser for his attacks. Like, he, his attacks aren't bad. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, like, it's sort of like we were talking about earlier. I, th I feel like there's just other attacks that are better for him on all of his symbols. And then you just sprinkle in a couple of his attacks. Mm -hmm. I feel like at some point, Binding Cloth Capture is going to be really good in a deck. I just don't think that deck exists yet. I think we need more cards that and more actions that you can use to, like, make this better. I just don't think you, you're going to be playing an eraser. It, it's a discard card, so clearly you just want to slam it into Cero. It, it, <laughs> Cero does all the combo combos. Yeah, hey man, maybe one day they'll print an action, like a combo action. Yeah, they've done that before. <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, they have. You can, you can always, yeah, it's possible. It's like yeah. a combo action that lets you uh, discard a card from their hand or something, and then you play this after <laughs> that. Just snipe one, it's cool. <laughs> it, it, the card is kind of interesting because i remember we like it came out and we looked at it and like oh this card seems really good and then everyone's playing it's like man it's, it's okay i guess it's very underwhelming i mean it's a yeah. five damage attack that you have to combo to get a combo <laughs> yeah you have to combo to like uh make your opponent discard a card and i guess you can seal something but i mean Ooh. by the time oh, you combo it you get two progressive difficulty on the next thing you're doing um and that doesn't feel good well yeah. so compare this card directly to Hard and chop. They're both low attacks. They got the same stats, right? The difference is, is that this card requires you to combo to get rid of one card in their hand. 
Hard and Chop just says, hey, did you try to block this? Get rid of a card. Yeah. It also just goes and, um, you know, lets you filter a foundation and build a new one. So, like, if you have one tapped, now you have one readied. Like, categorically, like, if, if you're looking at, at Void and you're looking at five different attacks, like, you're just going to run Hard and Chop over this nine times out of ten. Like, I think the, the best thing about Finding Claw Capture is actually the seal. Like, spotted yeah. sealing is very good, because that's still the end of the turn. And, you know, Irrefutable Force of Nature currently does the same thing. Um, but this can hit more things. This can hit anything. Um, like, there was definitely a game I played with the racer one time where I played Erase out of hand to seal something to win the game. Because if I didn't seal that thing right then, then my, my rival would have been able to go and reduce the speed of the attack, and they would have been able to block, and then I lose. So, sealing is very good. But this is a 5-diff that is a utility card and that doesn't feel great. Yeah. And while, while we're talking about a race, we don't, I know where you said we're going to talk about attacks and foundations. There is one action we need to talk about in void. And it is obviously it's a race and it's, I feel like it's the card that kind of, uh, symbolizes and best showcases void as a symbol in general. Like if you wanted to show someone like what's the quintessential void card right now, I'd probably mm. show them a race. I agree. I think if you could roll the the essence of what a void a void as a symbol wants to represent, it is a race. Like that card, it's it's got spider removal or removal blinking, so it also has negation on it. Um, Breaker now is a CC hack, so I guess void might be getting into that. You know, dabbling with that a little bit, another form of control for it. So yeah, it also plays defense because it's got a plus one mid block. And I, I mean, I guess technically you don't have to play it in a racer, but I. Can you think of a deck right now that would just play like a one of a race just to seal it? It's like, you, is it a seal you can make an or? argument depending on like if you're running like Binding Cloth Capture and some other things that trigger off having played an action like some of a racer's attacks in your deck of just like not playing a racer. But you could make an argument to play this because the thing is, there's not many actions in the game right now. There's like less than six, I want to say. Yeah. And that's including like the box topper, and that's including plus ultra, which isn't even technically out yet. Like there's just not a lot in set one. So any card that triggers off of you having played an action, mostly racer support, you, you can make an argument to just put this in because it's it does. It just seals an, a foundation asset. It's actually the only card in the set that directly interacts with assets. Oh, like, um, I think I think, I think Irrefutable does also. Yeah, that's sorry. what I was about to say. Okay, yeah, yeah uh, one of two. I'm sorry, because I was saying anything. I was like, I think Irrefutable does, but there's there's nothing else that just is like destroy an asset or, you know, seal an asset or anything. Seal an asset. I was gonna yeah. say, how dare you forget about Ryan's child? I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> irrefutable um, force of nature. Yeah, I, I can't think of a deck that would necessarily just play a race because. I mean, if you can play your Irrefutable Force of Nature, you're just going to play that to get the same effect. Um, out of these symbols, I mean, Void, I don't know. I don't think any other character's playing this. You're not going to play it in Kirishima. You're not going to play it in Ida, because Ida can play... Um, well, I just don't think you're going to play Ida off Void, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah I, I think you can 100% play this in, in Ida. Force of nature. Yeah. If, if yeah. you're playing Void Ida, you might play this, right? But Yeah, I think you made that argument. Um, Maybe like a yeah. yeah, I guess because he could steal the first enhance and then or seal something. Yeah, it's real. Before they, before they want to do something, <laughs> it's literally the same interaction with irrefutable, just off of void and from hand instead of right um, from board. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, not right now. I probably wouldn't. I mean, I guess if you want to play Nightwatch in your deck, you almost have to play this or Plus Ultra because you're not going to play Go Beyond. Let's be honest. <laughs> but you, you pick one of these, or maybe you play both of them. You play like three of each, or you know, whatever Two. you want to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think it's just really, really, really good in Eraser, and it's probably okay in other decks that might want to play it. I do think that's something to kind of watch moving forward if they do kind of introduce a character that's maybe more action oriented and will play like maybe like, oh, uh, yeah, he wants to play a race or something like that. I think that'd be kind of. Interesting. Yeah. And the good news is that so like a race is, is what you're talking about. It's generically good, right? Like from hand ceiling is just all right. And it's got plus one block and breaker. All right. All these things are generically good. Um, but to Ryan's point, it's really good in racer because of the eraser head response. So like the fact that they made that an eraser head response and it's designed to work best with him means that the card probably won't become like a problem card later that actually gets flagged or is on a watch list or anything like that. It, it, and outside of just eraser and what, what do you end up doing? I mean, if that ends up being a problem, you know, trying to fix a racer, I think it's probably the solution, not fix a race. So. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the, uh, the attack portion. We're going to talk about some foundations. I, I do think Void has some of the strongest foundations just because of the character lineup and their support. Um, and as we kind of talked about, it's all just kind of generically good, right? Whether it's you've got mainly passionate guy where you're like, it, it encourages you. It, it's like it, you, it wants you to block and it makes blocking better for you. Like blocking wins the game, right? Being able to block your opponent's big attack wins the game. This makes it, this gives you a bonus for blocking and incentivize. Just like resistance. Resistance stops stun effects. Ryan and I were playing a game the other night. He was playing um, Mina, and I was playing Kirishima. And he's like, oh, I play Pillar Swing. I go to stun too. And I was like, resistance. No. It's just... Yeah, it's a good card, I, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I think they just have a lot of generically good foundation. Uh, yeah. are, are for you. Go ahead, I Ryan. I think Ida and Kirishima both have generically strong foundations. Um, Eraser stuff is a little more targeted towards him, I think. Uh, Or a character playing an action, not necessarily Eraser, but right now that's just Eraser. No one else is like an action-oriented character. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Saro has cards like Gacha and Tape that are pretty strong. Gacha's probably better off of other symbols. Uh, but mm-hmm. tape is really strong for Void. It's a good card that Void probably needs to play defense. Um, yeah, but I, I would say half the foundations are just generically good in the symbol, and the other ones, <clears throat> they're a little more niche for whatever you're trying to do. But yeah, I like the symbol base a lot for Void. I think it's it's a really inclusive uh, foundation base that can do a lot and can hit a lot of spots for you, and just generically strong. Mm-hmm. So I think the key thing about Gacha um, is that it's the only zero diff Void has access to. It's like you basically just win most slam three to four in it automatically in the deck. Like that's true. They, like it's just good spam. It's got plus two low block on it. Like it's just cards just solid. Um, if they stun you, you don't actually lose the ability. Like you break you net zero because you tap one and you respond to give minus one speed. So it's like they didn't really gain the speed off the stun anyway. Um, but I, I completely agree with your your assessment about how. Um, you know, like uh, Eraserhead's three foundations are basically only playable in him. Like, you can you can try to play him in other ones, but like, um, and I would argue two of them are really only playable in him. Um, yeah. 
yeah, so uh, I'm Night gonna, Watch and Mediator, yeah. Yeah, Night Watch and Mediator are both good. Late Riser is not good. Um and just not good know, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like the it should have a better block on it, is what it comes down to. Um like if I'm playing a card that I only ever want to discard from my hand on defense, like why am I playing this card? Like just play a yeah. better card. Um like gotcha is just a better card. Um <laughs> so um but yeah, I mean like the the foundations in general are are strong. Uh they have strong deadlock effects, you know, as everyone's pointed out, you know, the the coordinated effort interaction with Nightwatch um to just loop the same combo attack over and over again. That's strong, you know, if your opponent plays into into deadlock. Not every symbol has like that kind of deadlock interactions, right? So void forces their opponent once those things are on the board is to either find answers to those things or to just never go past 10 foundations. Um, I agree. Like, manly passionate guy, you can just put into decks. I don't think it's so good that you automatically just put it in decks. Um, but it's just me um, because I don't always want to block my foundations and sometimes, like, I mean, flip to build one is good. Like, you just net positive one and it clears a progressive. Like, card's, card's very good. Um, but, yeah, I mean... It, it, what you'll notice is, like you pointed out, like resistance, negation, right? Negates stun specifically. Nightwatch negates any one ability, right? For a remove. Um, you have, uh, what's their plan? What's their plan is, is this neat card that you can abuse to just, you know, negate or prevent even really. Because um, it says it loses whatever it is. You know, EX powerful or stun on their next attack. Or pitch one of their momentum. Like, they, they've never done a... a, a uh, buffet type card like this before we kind of like just pick what you want to have happen um there's been like either or type things but never something that had like a bulleted point list on it that i I can remember at least um so i think that card is uh, probably underrated right now Um, it also randomly has ally on it so maybe that's relevant sometime um yeah i mentioned fulfill my duty i think fulfill my duty is probably one of the best foundations in the game um i base that off of how much i hate playing against it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I, I, oh man, that card is good. <laughs> it is upsettingly good. Um, Heroic Lineage is a solid card. Like, um, you know, speed and speed reduction or damage bu- uh, buffing of your attacks. Um, and then Natural Leader, kind of a watered down version of Seal, not quite as great, but still playable. Um, and I think Villains Defeated, the uh, Quirk Pack card, I think that card's real good. I, I, I like Villains Defeated a lot. It uh, helps you get rid of problem attacks or problem... Uh, yeah, it's attacks. Uh, mm-hmm. But it also, if you're playing Kirishima, it gives you the option to try and mill your opponent <laughs> if yeah. you want to. Oh, yeah. Because you're just constantly flipping it, using it, getting rid of their attacks, getting health, and picking it up and playing it again. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to be that person that tries to bring a mill deck to a tournament, Villains Defeated is for you. Yeah. Listen, I, so, man, I, I, got, I got something uh-huh. to sell you on Manly Passionate Guy right now. Right now. Okay. Okay. Manly passionate guy, you're playing against relentless barrage deck. You block with villains defeated. Pull it down. Response. Flip. <laughs> remove their shit. They didn't see it coming. <laughs> Got them. Got them. I off blocked, but I don't care. Do you love this card now? Do you love manly passionate guy? Um, I do think manly passionate guy is a very good foundation. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm just saying, given I think it there's a there's a fair amount of competition. Um in the zeros and one slot, well, in the one slot in particular, um, that I don't know if I, I snap include like four X of it. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, I, I think you have to make an argument to not include it in a deck, you know, like it is good enough to, to get the, the default green light. But, um, to your point about yeah. villains defeated though. Um, so where you're really going to see 
uh, this card kind of separate the men from the boys while playing is going to be your ability to understand what your opponent wants to do and when you need to remove their attack. Because you don't just do this on every attack. And you don't just do this on the first attack. Um, that's a mistake. Sometimes like you never do it on the first attack. Sometimes that might be the right call. Like depending, like, so for example, if you're playing against the punch lineup and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead. Maybe they play a 5%. And you're like, well, I'm going to block this anyway because I don't want my character to get committed. I'm going to go ahead and remove it. And that way, and I flip. So I don't lose a foundation, gain a little life, whatever, make it a little harder outside of kill range. But then you also expecting them to play like a Texas smash or something next, right? Like something that requires a combo. Because that's what I would do. I'd play a 5% into a Texas smash all day. Tap your character. Then my next one gets to combo plus four damage. It's doing seven. My next one's also going to get plus four damage because I'm going to pitch a card. Like, okay. Um, but if you RFG it and you RFG that 5%, you know, full cowling, now they have to have a third attack that they were planning on giving plus four damage to that now they have to play before. So you effectively save yourself four damage there unless they have a fourth attack, in which case, well, tough. <laughs> like, yeah. That just happened. But like you would never want to remove the Texas smash, right? Like in that scenario. So, and, and yeah. I was going to say, this card's also extremely good against uh, Nitro Explosion or whatever. The Bakugo mm -hmm. Secret Rare. Because mm -hmm. you just block it and take it out of the card pool. That's cool, man. <clears throat> oh, Get yeah. Get out of here. Yep. And I don't, I don't believe that card can respond to itself leaving, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> because it's not in there. It's a card pool ability, so like it's not in the card pool to trigger the ability. So, yeah, um, yeah no, that, that is that's another very good play, uh, which that attack would also normally be the first card they play on that turn, right? Because they want to set that yeah. up for the turn. Um, so this card's really good against secret rares. <laughs> that's, that's the hot take. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I think Villains Defeated is a really good card. It also just has a random ability that's anti-discard. So as we were talking about earlier, why that's in the discard symbol, I don't know. But as we move forward, that card, that might become a relevant effect as well. And this card is also one of the few cards that has Coda on it in the game. He's just hanging that's out. Right. Hanging out on the He's side right there. Shiv him. So maybe, maybe those are his symbols, man. Foreshadowing. I don't see it. I don't see it's it. It's probably present yeah. Mike symbols. That's what yes. I would think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's one from each of them, because maybe present Mike will have Void. We know Tokiyami has Chaos. Maybe Koda has all. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we so figured out the code. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> He's like all Earth life, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I like I said, like I said at the top. I think uh, Void. It's got it's got a strong foundation base. Um, it's I, I really want to like what's their plan. Like I know Matt talked about this card some already, but I just I feel like it's one of those cards that after maybe like a first matchup against your opponent, maybe it becomes like a little more playable. But I feel like just playing it blind, and you're like, oh. Uh, I'll make your next attack lose stun. And your opponent's like, well, I had the stun attack, but I guess I'll just play his other attack now. Like, Yeah. I think that card has a lot of potential in Void Kirishima, where you can get multiple triggers out of it, like we were talking about earlier with some of the other flip stuff. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because, like, if you're... Like, one, it's one of the few ways to discard momentum. And there's definitely some decks that need momentum to kill. So, like, that alone, even if you're not making the guess on the other stuff, like, you're just keeping them off momentum the whole game, that could be good enough. Um, I, I think that's the... I think that's what you're mainly playing it for, is the discarding the momentum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the only one that's consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, depending on the matchup, you like, if you're sitting down from five hand size All Might, right, and he's pushing out further, you can just keep saying, can't gain powerful, right? Or it says loses powerful, so actually that doesn't work. 
No, oh, because he gives it power. Because he gains it. Yeah. All right. Ignore that comment. Go ahead and just edit that one out. I'm like, I'll edit um, that one out. Good, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but I think stun's probably the, the one that's the second most consistent because the stun decks, all their attacks have stun. Like, yeah. So you just flip it, you name stun, and then they're not timing down your board. But here's the problem with that resistance just negates stun for a flip. So, like, maybe if you're really wanting to make sure you don't ever get stunned, you run both of these. But I agree. I think the momentum control is really where it's at. And, and maybe because of that, it puts it in the board. You know? I say it feels more like a sideboard card. Yeah, very well could be. But I, 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 think, I, it, I see, think it's underplayed. Yeah. And I hope we see more cards like this. I think this mm -hmm. is a pretty pretty wide open design space. I hope we get more cards that flip or commit to do choose one effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. it. It's got a very magic feel. I feel like magic do that a lot. They'd have I don't remember yeah. the names of the cards, but there's one for like each color. It's like pick two of four options, yeah. basically. Right. That was really cool because I just they're they're pretty much useful in any situation because you're like, well, I'm probably going to need to do some of this at some point. So play them all. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and it, like I said, I mean, maybe maybe one or two exit in your default lineup. You bring into and out of the board for like the matches where you really know you're going to get mileage out of it, and then you side them out when you you're not getting mileage out of it. Like that's a, that's definitely an option. Um, sideboards are an interesting thing right now because it's only one set, so there's not a whole lot of like tech to side in and out. But something like this might be a good card to you know just kind of slide on in there. Yeah, yeah. Um. I guess okay. the only thing we haven't talked about is Class 1A President, but hey, that's, that's not a good card, I don't think. Well, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was just going to choose to not acknowledge it. No, um, It's not his worst card, because that's his character. Okay. Oh, I was you, gonna, you mean the DLC okay. Eda. Okay. Yeah, I was like, DLC, I think it is Eda's worst card, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, big brain me. The course at Eda, it's definitely bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you big brain the shit out of me just now. I was like, are you sure it's not his worst card? But yeah, the character... Yeah, it's not that seven nineteen dog <laughs> feels bad, man. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, there's probably gonna be someone who plays this character and beats the shit out of me at some point, uh, just because uh, yeah, uh, I know, I know it's gonna happen. It is what it is, but dude, it's, it's like I, me I with like Nomu, right? Like if yeah. someone walks up and just owns me with a Nomu deck, I'll, that's fine. I'll, I'll hold that L. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I've talked a lot of trash about Nomu, and I, I'll keep talking yeah. trash about Nomu until that day comes because that character's bad. But, I was going to say, it's not going to end if you get beat by him either. You guys keep talking that trash. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, well, you know, like, you, you should have seen this a lot of play, you know? <laughs> so I guess before we wrap this up, we did forget to talk about the DLC and Plus Ultra pack uh, Ida attacks that are in Void. Okay, yeah. Let's go back to those. Because I actually do, as much as we shit on that Ida and that foundation, those attacks are pretty spicy. Yeah, so oh, his yeah. one that's in the... Uh, the Plus Ultra Packs. The, uh, that's the, high that's the Pro Acceleration Kit. That one's There's really... The... Oh, God, I wish that card had fire. You play oh, wait, I don't know why I'm punching. Are these... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So Reciprocal Acceleration Kick. Yeah, so 5-3, 4-0 for 6 with EX2 Combo Kick. And mm -hmm. combos make your opponent discard a random card, and then they draw a card. Like, mm -hmm. I know people don't like abilities like that, but anytime you discard a random card from your opponent's hand, they were holding that card for a reason. I promise you. And yeah. you might hit something like a fucking ice storm. Get that ice storm out of here and draw a yeah. not ice storm. Whatever it is, I don't care. <laughs> right. Not an ice storm. And, and even then, if it's not that specific, it's just, hey, they hold onto a block for a reason because they know what zones you're playing. Hey, yeah. maybe they just drew one that's a worse block of that same zone or the wrong zone. Yeah. And like right now, you're not going to make them discard a block and draw no block because there's no, yep. no block cards <laughs> in the game. But that is uh, presumably going to change at some point. I know Matt may exactly. not agree with me on that, but... 
I would imagine they'll go back to printing cards without blocks on them at some point. But yeah, if you can discard someone's block and make them draw a card without a block, that's the big win. But then yeah. the other enhance on it is like a huge card pool clearing, uh, just awesome enhance uh, to enhance remove kick attacks from your card pool in addition to discarding momentum to pay for the attacks EX ability. Um, mm-hmm. EX2, so you just keep discarding. You, you discard all the kicks in front of it for plus two speed for each one. Seems pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, you think in like at least like plus four probably when you're playing this yeah you're saying four speed total so like two cards yes. in front of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah not playing it on a nine yeah no no no, no, no. <laughs> okay um <Just> clarify <laughs> yeah sorry but you're probably playing it like your third fourth attack of the of the of the turn and if you are playing the seven hand size either for some reason uh you know you probably got a bigger grip so maybe you just got like hey i drew seven attacks let's fucking roll man yeah i think this attack's gonna be really strong i, I, mm-hmm. I think I think this is your third attack is probably the greediest you can do and, and not like lose the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, if you're doing this as your third attack, then it's a seven and you can probably tap two to pass it. Maybe if you're lucky, tap one, um, worst case tap four. And that feels real bad, but you just clear your card pool. So like you're kind of breaking even there. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think this card's good. Um, worst thing about this card is it's block. It's a plus three high and you don't ever want to block with this card, but it's still an off-zone block, which is still good. Man, I don't it's... know what you're talking about. Just last night, I saw Ryan on his first turn as Kirishima play two attacks. Mm-hmm. And one <laughs> got blocked. Yeah. And he drew the second one off the first one. <laughs> and it's like, YOLO, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I think I think this card's like a good backup plan to Recipro Burst and avoid Recipro Burst Eda deck. Because mm-hmm. um, if you just plus ultra this up to like twelve damage and then discard three cards from your or two cards from your card pool to make it eight speed, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that's I feel like that's pretty solid. Like an eight low for twelve and, if you've already thrown two attacks. And you probably right. eat it on it also in that situation, right? Like so you you give it three more speed, so it's like an eleven low for twelve. Yeah, because why not? And I mean, if you're gonna hit somebody for twelve for essentially free, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, no, I think card's good. I mean, the fact that it clears your card pool. I mean, that's the reason I love capture evildoers. Like, I keep just building things that have that in it because clearing your card pool is just good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then, and I, I mean, high engine, I was going to say, high engine kick. It's fucking just, great, too. Just generically, a really good card. Yeah. Card filtering it's got a great is awesome. Block on it. it does have a great block. It's, it's got, got card filtering for, for additional speed. Um, yeah, I love this card. I think it'll be another generically good card that sees play in a lot of those symbols. Mm-hmm. It it might be better than a Recipro Extend, maybe. No, it doesn't net you a card, so no, probably not. No, I mean, like I think I, I think you can run both for sure. Um, mm-hmm. As like you know, you're kind of your four disc to follow up to some other stuff. Like if you you know Recipro um, or Engine Rush into like Recipro Extend or this into Recipro Acceleration Kick, like that's a pretty good turn, <laughs> you know. Like um, so. I don't know, like like the fact that this filters a card, like we were just saying, like that you pitch one from your hand to get two speed. If you discard an attack, it's plus four speed instead. You're probably not discarding an attack unless you just got a grip full of them, um, because odds are if you're pushing in, playing an attack, you probably want to attack. But who knows? I mean, sometimes that extra two speed just wins the game. So you're just like, I, I don't need to play another attack. I just need two more speed and I win. Yeah, um, I was gonna say maybe it's like at the end of your attack string and you just this is you have to have this hit to kill them because you know you can't play another attack or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, it just plays nice with all of his stuff. Um, and and draws a card. Like, I mean, it's also a really good any... poke. 
If you're like, yeah. even if you're not wanting to like kill them in a turn, and you really do just want to build, you just play this, discard another attack, make it eight high for four, draw a new card. Hopefully, it's a foundation you can play down. Um, mm-hmm. Who's blocking an eight speed attack? Just like, just cause, you know, like for four like, damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. for four damage. Yeah, like why? Why would I even waste my resources to do this? If, if I have five or more life, I'm not blocking that attack. <laughs> I'll go ahead, tell tell the whole world yeah, that's free yeah. damage for you. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, yeah, cards cards are good. I mean, like, I think Ida, he he is hit the kick. Not idea. The kick lineup is set up to be really strong moving forward in yeah. Void. It's already very good. Like, I'd say it's probably their single best sub package um, mm-hmm. because it does overlap between the most characters um, just as like a, a in conclusion kind of thing. Um, and I think it's only getting more support from what we've seen so far. So if they continue to explore that, like you can conclude that void and order will most likely be on every version of Ida because so far that's been true. And historically Jasco kind of identifies a character around like two symbols, like all the all might share two symbols right now. So they rotate in that third one to kind of add in flavor for whatever the design purposes are of that version. Um, so if that's true, then you're going to get more order and void kicks moving forward with each additional Ida, which presumably they'll be one in the next set because he's pretty important to the stain arc. Um, so that's going to be um, only getting better. So. His picture's uh-huh. on the box. He should be in the set. I, I would imagine. Uh, have they already shown the box? I didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a while ago. I saw like the promo art where it had like stain on it, but I didn't, I didn't see yeah. the actual box box. Okay, cool. There you go. Um, well, I think that's going to... Just about wrap it up on our void discussion, Ryan. If you want to go ahead and get the uh, random number generator, oh no, it's time! Fired up and ready to go. We can figure out what we're going to talk about next. It it won't be Ida for the first time ever in this in the history of this podcast. <laughs> His cards ring are the bell. Done. You don't get to hear about them yeah. anymore. <laughs> so this is our fourth symbol, right? So we're doing a random. We're rolling a D eight, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got eight left. Let's see here. All right. Um, look, we're just going to do the, the eyes closed and click the, the button above. All right. I don't the know sound how long effect I have to do is, this. This is good. Okay. You're good. It's done. Okay. It's a four. <laughs> Where are we in the symbols this time? Uh, let's see. Uh, chaos? Death. I'll say death. You're going to say death. You're going to say chaos? Let's see. Oh, it's all air or air all uh, chaos. It is death. Yeah. It is death. death. Yeah. Yeah. Bang. Two weeks ago, I got it right. (laughs) So we're up on death this week. It'll be our fifth symbol that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Some spicy cards to talk about in death. I know Matt's probably going to want to talk about death if he can make it. I'm going to say, if I can make it, I'll definitely try to come back in because, you know, know, I love my boy Bakugo. So he got death on him. Indeed. All right. Um, Outside of that, Matt, what what you been working on for uh, universesacademy.org? So... So yeah, we we've been you know trying to kind of create this consistent schedule between the podcast, putting up the blogs, and then putting up um, articles on Wednesdays. Um, we're gonna try to get a stream going on Thursdays. Um, I, I I got one week going. You know, we jumped on, we played some games. Uh, John and I did, um, but like uh, I haven't been able to make that happen consistently. So hopefully that's gonna start up. Um, we also have um, some learn to play classes um, on our website. Um, so if you haven't taken those, you're new to the game, you want to learn to play, um, you can just go and find. Uh, go to our course catalog um, and it's linked on our Facebook, but uh, we can get you that link as well. Um, and it just takes you through and, and kind of teaches you um, the information you need to be able to just play the game to get kind of started. Nothing in depth yet. Nothing, you know, we're next one's going to be about deck building and kind of like figuring out how to do that if you're new to the game as well. Um, but yeah, we're, we're hoping to offer some classes like that so that way people can 
you know, kind of get caught up to speed and, and really start enjoying the game for what it actually is. Cause there's a pretty steep learning curve to this game. Uh, you know, I, I take for granted the fact that I've been playing it for not exaggerating 15 years, you know? So like, yeah. um, th- there's, there's a lot that, you know, I just know. And I think about, um, and I view cards a little differently, um, for better or for worse, you know, <laughs> like a lot of times I just miss the mark on stuff, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that, like, that's the goal. We want to, we want to make sure that everyone who's new to the game has the resources they need to be successful. Um, because if the game's successful, that's what matters. Indeed. So universesacademy.org. So Monday is article, right? No, Monday is blog. Monday, Monday is blog. Tuesday is podcast. Is pod. yep. And who's, do we have a Drew or a Chris article this week? Uh, this week should be a Chris. Uh, Chris article. Uh, okay. And I believe it's, it's another character profile, if I'm not mistaken. But I'd have to double check on that. Okay. It's a racer head. On Wednesday. I, th- I think it's a racer head deck profile. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. We're, yeah. We're spoiling that right now. <laughs> well, I guess you're listening. If you're listening to this, it's probably Tuesday at the earliest. So yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say happy Halloween, but that's that, that's yeah. in, in the past when you're listening yeah. to this. Hope you guys had great Halloweens. Yes. Yeah. It was a good Halloween. <laughs> and then Thursday, you, are we trying to do a stream officially Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Streaming is, is the goal for Thursday uh, evenings. Um, and it's, it's gonna we don't we don't have necessarily something definitive of like what we're always going to do it'll probably just be kind of matches and testing out decks uh, but we're we're kind of shopping around ideas there and um, it's more so just a way for the uh, viewers and the audience to kind of directly interact with us if they, if they want to come in and um, you know ask questions or um, you know get their get our thoughts on stuff and that sort of thing so all right uh all right guys that's going to do it for this week for the ua podcast next week we are going to talk about death be sure to check out the UA website, uh, we've got the different lessons and stuff that Matt's working on. So if you're new to the game or you've got friends who were MHA curious and you're like, hey, they see you playing this cool ass game. And they're like, I don't this looks overwhelming. I don't understand what's going on. And you're like, man, check out this website. They break it down and make it super easy and interesting. Bam. Go check out that website. Check out our written content. And as always, I hate to say this, smash that like and subscribe. <laughs> It's the one down here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for uh, Ryan Craft and Matt Childress, I am John Jennings. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Later.